Welcome to the If You Lead Them podcast, the show that is dedicated to helping you grow as a leader in both business and your personal life. Here is your host, Katie Barnett. Andrew Gephardt, I'm so excited that we have you here today. I'm stoked because I know that as this being one of the introductory episodes into If You Lead Them, uh, that we're going to be able to have a really open conversation. You have led on so many different levels in so many different ways. You work with leaders. You have been in education. It's where your background lies now um, as the creator and CEO, founder of The Well that is helping educators, districts, anyone in education across the country really um, not just find community, but then find their own leadership and strength through this amazing program. So um, today I'm kind of excited to see where this goes because I have a lot of questions for you, but (laughs) at the end of the day, I just am so curious what the top leaders everywhere are feeling is leadership right now. Because when I look at this podcast, it's really a study of what it is that we value in leaders, how we know that people are actually not just holding a title or a position, but truly leading. And like what what show those results? What is it that we say like, oh, this person must be a great leader, but then also like, what can, what do we need to change? Where do we see this breakdown? And I think that um, you, with all your experience, with all the different incredible leaders that you've worked with um, in every part of your businesses, I know that you're going to have a really incredible and unique perspective on this. And I know uh, where education is there may be differences between education and politics and business and entrepreneurship. Like at the end of the day, when it comes to leadership, would you say that um, across the board, there's a lot more in common than different? Yeah, I would. And like, if you've ever been to a bookstore or if you've ever looked for leadership learning in general, it's, it's never like leadership for politics or leadership for education. It's leadership across the board and anyone who is wanting to study leadership personally develop their leadership work to develop um leadership potential in others that there's no specific type of leadership to go into it there's those foundational principles of of leadership so yeah if you were going to list off those foundational principles what would you say my gosh oh my gosh oh my gosh well i mean like would like if you could just like top five, and I know that maybe, um, you know, you may change that later in the conversation, but. Yeah, I think, I think that like those foundational leadership principles, like, first of all, leadership is, is action. It's not title. It's not position. It's not pay. It's not any of those things. Leadership really is about action. And I always, when I, when I talk about what leadership is, when I'm talking to other people, I always liken them to just kind of think of kids. Like if you have a group of children and there's that one child who steps up and takes initiative and offers to help and volunteers and is the first to, to, to the table of like, what can I do? Or the, even the ones who ask questions sometimes, you automatically know, oh, I have a little leader because they took initiative. We have to recognize leadership as action. So leaders are, you know, people who are out there doing the things in their respective field that contribute to the betterment of 
that field. That's kind of like my viewpoint of, of leaders. So leadership, first and foremost, is is action. And I think most people can probably like really agree with that because we've all been in situations and positions with quote unquote leaders based on position who aren't really leading. People who consider themselves leaders because of, of a rank that they've attained in something, yet they are at this point in time relishing on work that they once did, something they once earned, not something they are currently doing, it's something they're currently working toward. Um, I actually attended, and this was a huge thing for me, um, I attended a conference and, okay, so let me just back it up. I was speak, I was going to be speaking at a conference. It was in January, I think of 2018-ish. And I was supposed to be speaking at this conference and my topic was to speak on, on leadership and what leadership looks like. And not just from an individual perspective, but like when you're leading people. And then just prior to that in November, I had attended a conference and, and John Maxwell, who's one of my personal mentors and really good friends, was talking about leadership. And he talked about it from a perspective of, of his personal take on leadership and about leadership being doing. It's about, you know, it, it's more about like what you're doing than what you've done. Like leadership is a current thing. It's not an attained thing. It's right. a current thing. So are you, did you lead today? Did you lead? Did you show up? Did you put forth? Did you do the things? Are you learning? Like learning isn't based on things you've already learned. No, you already learned those. What are you currently learning? What are you currently studying? What are you currently doing? What are you currently, it's about that current nature of things. And I was so impacted and so inspired by that notion that I completely changed my entire topic of what I was going to be talking about and really wrapped it around that. Because if you're talking about what you did, you're not leading. If you talked about what you learned, you're not helping people learn. If you talk about what you've studied, like, and you notice me putting my hands like way back here. I don't even know if this makes it to video or not at some point, but for all of our listeners, I'm like pointing to the hard left here. Um, that's stuff you've done. You're like, you're telling people about stuff you've done. That is not leadership. Leadership is about what you're currently doing. And what I love is that holds us responsible to the actions and keeps us accountable to continuing to stay in that because I see a lot of stale leaders out there who are just operating based off of what they once did, what they once earned, the position they once got. And so, you know, I have a real hard time with that. So I always use that as a system of checks and balances from my own personal leadership. It's why I'm constantly in a book. It's why I'm constantly learning new things. It's why I'm constantly basing um, every day of my leadership on the day that I'm in. And to be honest, like all leaders, like we're not perfect. It's like moms, right? Like moms, you're yeah. not perfect. There are some days where you're like a really got awesome mom. And there's some days where you have really tough days and you don't feel like you mommed your best, you know, but you're still a mom. Right. Yeah. But you like, you, you only have like what you have in the day that you have it. And that's a big, that's a big deal. And, you know, so leadership action hands down is like probably like the number one thing. Um, gosh, five. So connected leaders, like, and not just connected, like they have relationships with people, but they, they know what's going on. They have a pulse of the fields. They have a pulse of the organization. Um, they are connected and not just like they know who the people are that they lead, but they like really know them. They're really connected. They know about their current challenges. They know about their current, you know, things that they're working toward. They're in tune with their goals so that, you know, anytime you should never have to refresh your leader about where you are. They should kind of have an idea. And every time there's connection, their job is to mentor you to that next milestone and, and being connected to your organization, regardless of what kind of organization you lead is huge. So you have action-based, connected, um, 
clear and effective communicators, right? Communication is a big part of leadership. And that's, that's also like a little bit of that piece of that, like that connected aspect, but you know, you are communicating vision, you're communicating goals, you're communicating expectations, you're, uh, you're communicating, and notice I'm saying communicating, not dictating, because there's a difference. Mm -hmm. Um, You're in communication with your team, because without your team, whether you're a CEO, a president, a leader of this, a leader of that, without your team, what, what are you leading? Without the people who are pouring into the vision that you've created, without the people who are part of the mission you're after, who are you really leading? So that piece of it matters too. Um, you know, dedicate, you got to be dedicated, committed, and your people have to know it. And again, that all of these things stem back to leading with action, like leading by example. Um, I have a post-it that sits on my main desk. Listen to this. It went from my classroom to my computer at my desk as an administrator of a school to my computer at home when I kind of left the field of education and went into entrepreneurship. And it, the writing of it is so, I'll actually send you a picture because you can include it somewhere, right? Like the, the ink on it is so faded because it's literally traveled with me hmm. over the course of the last like 15 years. And it says, never teach what you don't do first. Because that is such a huge, I just such a big believer in that. And that is applicable to all things. Everything. And it's actually really ap- applicable, like even in how you lead at le- in life, how you lead as a parent, how you lead as a spouse, how you, you know, never, never ask your children or expect your children to do something you wouldn't do. I love that. I don't think I really hit five, but I talked for a very long time. No, that was, <laughs> no, that was great. I love the, I love the, like such the simple <laughs> parallel. You're so good at that stuff. Um, Yeah, no. And as you're talking, I think what keeps going through my head is like, how do we impart this kind of thing into like the youth essentially? Because when it comes down to it, that's really the most important thing that we can do as a society. Right. And it's a complicated question. What with all the ways that kids are being like, just, yeah. And enabled, you know, we've got AI writing papers and And so, you know, leadership is like the places it starts, right? At home Mm -hmm. and in school. Mm -hmm. Through your program, I know that you work with, you know, I'm not sure what the leadership component is within the well, but I have no doubt that it's there knowing you. Mm -hmm. And, (laughs) um, And so, you know, I guess my question is, as a mother with young kids and feeling like this component of education right now seems to be lacking. I'm curious how you feel outside of the home, the best way to really impart these kinds of attributes and strengths into kids um, as educators or otherwise. Sure. Well, and I mean, you know, outside of the home, we could, we could start there, but I mean, that's really, that's really where it starts. If you are somebody who doesn't have a family yet, and you're listening to this and you think like, well, how do I, how do I model leadership? Well, there's a reason why we say you have to lead yourself before you can lead anyone else, you know? And that's, that's, that's why, I mean, gosh, I could go on so many different like pathways here to talk about, you know, that's why it's important to take care of yourself, like your physical well-being, your actual health and wellness. You have to take care of that first, right? Because if you're not healthy, <laughs> it's hard to get anybody on board with anything. It's hard to lead anyone because obviously you're not even investing there first, right? So that's that first level. Then if you're somebody who maybe has a spouse or a significant other at home 
And it's like, how are, how are you empowering yourself as a leader within that relationship? How are you modeling those types of behaviors? Are you somebody who expects somebody else to do everything else? Are you the kind of person who like, I gosh, I had to learn this lesson the hard way so many different times because I'm a type A high DI, get it done. I'll just do it. It's way easier. I was that girl in college who was like, can I just pay you 20 bucks and I'll do your part of the project? Because like, I really don't want to get a grade based on how much you don't care about this class. <laughs> right? Like reality. Um, are you, are you having these conversations? Are they, are they open when you, and when you transfer to somebody who is a mom, like you are Katie and who has young kids at home, I think we're all in this really interesting place of just trying to survive, right? We're just trying to survive. Like we've got kids, they're busy. We're trying to run and build businesses. That's difficult. Then you're trying to do it all at the same time while battling things that are going on in the world and what you try to like bring home and have healthy conversations about versus what you're trying to like, like keep far away on top of like a very suppressive economy right now in a sense of like, just everything's just in this interesting place and times are different. And it's, we're all navigating life in a way we've never navigated life before. It's just the honest truth. And so when you take all those things and you bring them together, we're all just doing our best to, to get through and survive. And, and sometimes when we're in that mode, <clears throat> We, we shift, especially as parents. And I've been very aware of this, you know, uh, you know, my kids are uh, on that tail end of life, right? I've got a senior, a freshman, eighth grade, seventh grade, like, and so we're in that, like what I call that blink stage that last five years. And I just have like a different level of perception and awareness in realizing, oh my gosh, what am I doing for them that I should be teaching them? What am I doing for them that I should be teaching them? And I just replaying that whole quote in my brain of if you give a man a fish, you feed him for a day. If you teach a man to fish, you feed him for life. And I'm at this phase of, of parenting where I want to prep, I, I want to prepare my kids for life. So if I just clean the bathroom because it's easier and it'll get done right, what am I not teaching them? That's a lifelong skill that they're going to just have to know how to do anyway. If I'm not teaching them how to make something to eat and feed themselves, and I'm just doing it for them anyway, if I'm just, you know what I mean? So that whole, yeah. that whole balance. And so then when you think about that from the context of leadership, what conversations are we having? What types of behaviors are we modeling in order to share and show personal leadership? And personal leadership looks like discipline. Personal leadership looks like work ethic. Work ethic is, is you going in and just tidying up your bedroom because it needs to be done quickly and efficiently with some level of enthusiasm versus whining and complaining and not understanding why you have to do it yeah a little enthusiastic i think like that isn't that why we listen to music when we clean our houses like when we take care of things because it like it just adds a little flair to the chore <laughs> but we have to teach we have to like model those things right and it's just that's where that's where it starts and i've had that conversation with my kids like look i don't expect your room to clean be clean every day because you guys have busy lives and i understand that like you know, you want to, you want to come home and play with this and that Lego set's going to stay out because then you have to go to this, this dance. And then you're going to go to school the next day and the Lego set is still out. But at some point, like your room is a representation of your space and how you take care of your space is a very good indicator of how you're going to take care of your life. That's why this matters. Do you want to have a messy, disheveled, chaotic life? Or do you want to have an efficient, effective, supportive, conducive environment always that allows you to develop into who you're supposed to be. Same thing when we're talking like education, like, you know, for educators, this is a tough job because you have your students 
longer than most of their parents have them. You spend more quality time, and this is really sad for working parents to hear, and it's something I always grappled with, but like your kids spend more time, quality time with their teacher than they do with you, unless you're proactive about changing that. Yeah. It's just the truth, you know? And so you're battling two things here. The influence you either have or you don't, the things you're either asking and empowering or you're not, or the things that the teacher is influencing or they're not, or the things that the teacher is empowering or they're not. So there's like so much, so much going on there. There's so much going on there. It's really, it's really such a convoluted, complex situation. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, and such, a, such is leadership too. Cause I feel like it's, um, it's kind of this point where, like you were saying how we're just all trying to survive. I feel like leadership in general is just kind of trying to survive. And what I love about the concept of getting to do this and speak with leaders is getting to like, see them, hear from them, know that, you know, leadership is alive and well. I, I'm i curious as far as when you created the well, what was like the, like, what's your mission there? Like, what's the mission statement? You don't have to actually say the mission statement, but like, what was the like overall sure. goal? Well, I mean, honestly, it was creating a space for people in the field of education, because that's my background, right? So there's a passion for it, there's a heart for it, there's experience with it, a space for people in the world of education to get what they're not getting from their schools and their school districts and their counties and their states. Like, so just for anybody who maybe is outside of education, um, educators are some of the most skilled professionals on the planet. There are constant, constant, constant skills, strategy, profession related trainings that take place. There's meetings once a week, there's trainings once a month. There's, I mean, constantly they have to keep up with teaching strategies, learning strategies, technology, uh, equity and diversity, uh, things that they have to be mindful of and inclusive of on top of cultural sensitivities. Oh, and then, you know, how to, how to integrate learning model. I mean, there's, it is nonstop. The skilled side of the educator is constantly being poured into and invested in. The human side of the educator is not. So what we end up with is highly skilled, under socio-emotional developed, personally developed people in this profession. So this gap that you see here is what is created so that when there's economic pressures, there's industry-based pr pressures that are happening in education reform and changes and this and that and whatever's taking place. Oh, and then pressures from either super involved parents or completely uninvolved parents. Pressures from expectations of things outside the scope of education that we're now being asked to address and or teach and or be sensitive to and or incorporate and or whatever. Oh, and the pressure of also trying to be a parent. Oh, and the pressure of, so you have like this crazy downward pressure on a human who is ill-equipped. This is why we're seeing teachers leave the profession at a, at a rate we've never witnessed before. This is why we have teachers having meltdowns in classrooms. This is why we have teachers going out on stress leave. This is why we have people not even wanting to enter the profession because, you know, yeah, the pay is one whole separate issue, but it, could you imagine if we put such an equal, these are people who have heavier influence on children than the children's own parents. So if we put equal like emphasis on developing the human side of that professional as we do the professional side of the professional then I feel like natural leadership would like teachers don't even see themselves as leaders and that's part of like the well's mission is to help them identify that like not only do we want to pour into that bucket and build that human side of view and create content 
that is relatable to your profession because it's a little unique, addressing issues and challenges that are common across the board, whether you're in a classroom in Beverly Hills or a classroom in a small country, rural town, somewhere back east, like it doesn't matter. These are all the same issues that people are facing, the same challenges. If we can address that and we can pour into that human side, then we have the potential to, to make that teacher so much more impactful because not only do they then do they then like feel more fulfilled in what they're doing, but they also then have the ability to recognize themselves as a leader, recognize the value that they, that they add the impact that they ultimately have. And so there's this constant notion in the well in every single one of our modules about let's speak to the, t the leadership side of you and what this looks like when you step into your classroom, you're not just a teacher. Like, I don't want to ever hear anybody say, like, Oh, what do you do? Oh, I'm just a teacher. I just teach third grade. What do you mean? You just, you literally have one of the most in like, fundamentally important job the entire planet like can we get rid of that just that minimizing word right and that's the challenge with education it's just such a minimized institutionalized thing and we've got we've got to change well, that so underappreciated and underpaid and oh. all of those things lead to that like feeling of it's just do you own or rent your home sure you do and i bet it can be hard work you know what's easy bundling policies with geico Geico makes it easy to bundle your homeowner's or renter's insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing, too, because you already have so much to do around your home. Go to geico.com, get a quote, and see how much you could save. It's Geico easy. Visit geico.com today. That's geico.com. It's wild to me that everything that you are talking about is I mean, it's innovative. You've created something that doesn't exist. And here we are like hundreds of, year, hundreds of years into education and nobody's been like, this is more than just getting a teaching credential and learning how to use yeah. a smart board. And yeah. I mean, that, that in and of itself is a major breakdown in, in leadership, I would say. Uh, absolutely. And I think that's why there's so much dissonance in education between teachers and administrators and why there's so many challenges and why teachers so feel so, you know, invalidated and why, why all of that's taking place because they, they haven't recognized that they're leaders and they don't recognize that because that self-awareness isn't there because they've never been taught that. Like, you know, and there's some people like, listen, you know, it's been interesting. We're a year and a half into this project of the well and the people who have come to it and, gotten a hold of the content within within days and or weeks depending on how quickly they move through things um, are just mind blown like oh my gosh where was this 10 years ago where I what like they're just they're just mind blown because it's just relevant to what they're going through with applicable strategies and tools of how to navigate some of these challenges that are unique to the profession and then there's some people who are who uh, have never ever ever been introduced to any form of personal development, which blows my mind because people can only develop people to the level that they've been developed. So let's think about this as a mom for a hot second. If you have an individual who has ever partook in any, I don't know if that's a word, engaged, maybe that's better. <laughs> I'll allow never, it. I, yeah, perfect. Great. I make up words all the time. Um, have never engaged in any form of like personal development and they're responsible for developing your kid. They can only, there's that lid, man. They can only develop them to the level that they've been developed. And, but when you have people who, you know, and then I've been in conversations with people like, oh yeah, I've studied Brene Brown and I've, and I've 
been learning from, you know, John Gordon and I've, I've actually read some leadership books by John Maxwell and I've been, I listened to this podcast and they've gotten like a taste and a dose of it, how this just enhances that for them. But majority of these individuals have not, they don't have the time. Their school districts don't offer it. It's not a pressing matter, which is again, just blows my mind. Like these people are shaping and molding our children wouldn't we want them to to be in a space where they're they're not just working towards being the best version of themselves but they're really working in their potential they're really working in their strengths they're really you know focused on like listen i would rather have a teacher who half-heartedly taught math and a teacher who wholeheartedly taught the importance of mindset because of the because they understand it because right. they understand the role that it plays cuz he, here's what you and i know um you're going to grow up someday and math is irrelevant. You either are going to punch it into a calculator. Somebody else is going to figure it out for you, but it doesn't really matter. But your mindset is going to impact the rest of your life and dictate a whole lot of your life. So if we have teachers who are developed in this area and this arena, think about the impact they can ultimately have. So we have to empower leadership within every individual person and help them see themselves as such to help add value to why these things are important so that they can, they can be the best kind of leaders. Like, could you imagine if our, like, oh my gosh, our school has like the most incredible leaders and you're actually referring to the teachers. Like how incredible would that be to be able to say, but we don't say that right now. You either say, I like some of the teachers. Our school doesn't have great teachers. Only that school has great teachers. Like, you know, it's always that thing of going into, yikes, I really hope. You know, and guys, let's just be real. Like our kids come home and say things sometimes and we're like, your teacher said what? Your teacher talked about what? Like, <laughs> oh my gosh. Like, excuse me. Like I would have been fired for that at some point, but um, okay. Or your kids are exposed to a, a thought process or a way of thinking that is so counter, so counter to who you are. I mean, if you're listening to this podcast, if you listen to Level Up Your Next, you're not just like a basic person out there. You're like growing, you're moving, you're doing, you're learning, you're applying you're chasing you're pursuing like you are you're already above that right like you're you're already like on the move in life if you're listening to this but could you imagine like that's what's happening though yeah. we have people with limited beliefs teaching limited beliefs we have people with limited mindsets teaching limited mindsets like that's why this work is so important because if they only knew this was out there if they only knew that they could be in charge of this part if they only knew that this information like if they if they gosh, if they were just more developed on that side, like I just feel like teachers have so much potential. Like yeah. they're, they're there because they love it. They're there because they want to pay sucks and they still show up, you know, they're committed. Um, but like their only, their only access to growth is on that strategy and skill side. And I want, that's why I want to change that. And, and, and I mean, you're up against a lot yep. because the districts who I mean, you're in a number of districts nationwide, mm -hmm. which is amazing for a district to be able to like go in and say, this is something that's going to be beneficial to everyone. Um, mm -hmm. But those are probably the districts who have been caring about this for a while, right? Yeah. Or, or they know that what they're offering isn't enough or they're becoming aware of the gaps. And here's what's crazy. Like administrators participate in personal development, leadership development all the time. This isn't new. This isn't news to them. 
like you have to have a master's degree to be in administration. Most of them get their administration degrees in curriculum instruction or educational leadership. So they're exposed to a lot of this. I still feel like my master's is in curriculum and instruction, and I don't remember any personal development in that. Well, right. That's what I'm saying. Unless you've pursued like something in, in, in like ed leadership, like it's, it, you probably haven't had that exposure. Unless you have friends who are engaged and involved in personal development, you're probably not doing it. And it's just, you know, how can we lift the lid for educators so they can lift the lid for our kiddos? Because if we can lift the lid for our kiddos and we lift the lid for our communities and then our, you know, our society and that's really where the betterment stuff begins. So I'm so passionate about this dang project and why we got to get it out there and why we got to share it with people, you know? I mean, I really believe it's probably one of the most important things going on right now, you know, um, just because of the extensive impact it can have on everything. Um, yeah. And shoot, I think most parents would benefit from the well. <laughs> Like, like just replace anytime we talk about teaching or education, just replace it with like whatever you do and like parenting. Yeah. And pretty sure it would be so beneficial. It's like a crash course in the space of of knowing and growing yourself for sure. I love it. So if people want to learn more about the well, where would they head to? Oh, just the wellforteachers.com. Um, you can go directly to the website, check out the trailer, look at the work that we're doing. You can just, it's a matter of clicking a couple buttons to subscribe. It's year long access to the content, like 24 seven access at your pace access. I've had some teachers who've knocked out the entire coursework in a matter of a week, which is crazy because how many teachers talk about, I don't have time for anything, right. but when they find something of value, they make the time for it. And just, you know, getting feedback once they complete it or as they're working through it about the immediate changes that they're implementing for themselves and how that is having a direct, I mean, we're only a couple weeks into school here, right? Like how it's already shifting and changing their kids, like how their changes are shifting and changing their kids. Like, I'm like, yes, that's the whole point. This is so good. Yeah. Do you have like a, do you have like a gifting option? Can I gift yeah, it? Yeah. You could totally gift it. You just go That'd in and create, create that account for someone. And I mean, just, you just create an account with an email, you know, login and password. You could absolutely do that for somebody. We have people who like purchase a program for several teachers at their schools. I've had parents reach out to be like, Hey, I'd like to give this to my son's teacher for the year. How do I go about doing that? So um, you can reach out to us directly via the contact information there, even our Instagram page, um, the well for teachers, and we can help you with that. All right. If you loved listening to Andrea talk, because I know I can listen to her all day, you can also check out her podcast, Brewing Success with Andrea Gebhardt, and it'll all be in the show notes. Thank you. Yeah, this was fun. Let, I mean, I feel like we just barely stood a little bit of a surface. So I, I have no doubt that we'll have you back on, but it's always a pleasure. Thank you for listening to the If You Lead Them podcast. If you like what you heard, please leave us a five-star review and comment on whatever audio podcast platform you're using. This has been a production of Leon Media Network, LLC. For more from our show, visit us at leonmedianetwork.com.